Hi and welcome to the Sacred You podcast, where we create sacred community together. I'm Rachel Goodwin, channel healer and author who loves to empower you on your spiritual path. I offer original and new ways and my work with Sarah, daughter of the Magdalene and with the new earth is pioneering and leading edge. If you're ready to burst through to the next level, come over to my website, rachelgoodwin.dk and see all the amazing things that I have to offer you. I'm so good. So much has happened. It's so good to be with you in this way. How are you? Well, I thought we could start our own chat show, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> the Rachel and Jeremiah show. <laughs> <laughs> with special light being guests. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Oh, it's been so long since we... I know. Oh. The universe has kept us apart, but not no longer. <laughs> it has been it has been pretty crazy this end. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How are you feeling? Well, yeah. I I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm okay. I mean, I'm still quite tired from all the ups and downs of things that have been happening, but you know, I have to say I have been pulling on Sarah very, very much all of the time. And yeah, um, um, I've actually got a whole day to myself tomorrow and this evening. Yeah, which never, which never, it just never happens. I can't remember the last time this happened because hubby has gone off to see his mum who lives the other end of Denmark. And um, Benji's in his respite care this weekend. So I'm painting my drum tomorrow with my runes. Oh, how special. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've wanted to do that for two years now. I've been talking about doing it for two years. And there's just never, it's just never, it's just never a moment. But 
God, I have to admit, I mean, because, you know, obviously, like, during the day, there's not people here, because when I'm working, on the whole, unless yeah. unless it's COVID and everything's shut down. <laughs> but apart from that, but it's just like, I've just been noticing how peaceful it is this evening. It's just me, and there's no one around. It's just my nervous system is just like, hmm. Isn't that lovely? It's so lovely. I'd forgotten how nice it was. It's good my husband doesn't listen to this. (laughs) 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 He'll be getting worried that I'm trying to find ways of getting rid of him. But um, it's it's so nice. I thought it might feel a bit strange, but no. (laughs) (laughs) You and I are a lot alike in that way that I think there's... um... Just a lot to be gained by having some time alone in some peace and quiet and that just spending time with our own thoughts and energy body and physical body. It's just so healing. It is. And peaceful. 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 (laughs) (sighs) But I'm so so excited to hear about... Santa Marie de la Mer. Wow. What a place. I, yes, I, the beginning of this year, I felt the tug to go there, to be there for Sarah's feast day on the the 24th of May. And it's that kind of thing where you feel the tug, you feel the guidance, but you don't know how it's going to work out. And it, can it work out? It, seemed, it was like a total kind of just dream in the sky. And then um, my husband's birthday is the 19th of May and his family's all in the UK and he hasn't, we haven't been there since before the pandemic. So we were there to celebrate his birthday and it just worked out that I could pop over to France for Sarah's feast day and then also take a week to just do a proper pilgrimage and went to a lot of the Magdalene sites, which has been huge in my heart for a long time. And um I I just, this is the first, I've done other, I've done a Magdalene pilgrimage before, but I wasn't quite as in tune as I am now. And so to just go on a pilgrimage when you're, you know, just in it, you know, you're, you're just in love with, with, with the, your spiritual life and you're just doing all the things, all the things. And it was beautiful, but yes, Sara's feast day and being in that, that village was, um, just beyond my expectations. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, village right by the sea. And of course, um, she's the patron saint of the traveling people and they're there in mass and they bring their instruments and their energy. And it's so special. And so for and so I couldn't wait to get to the church. This is the day before her, her feast day. I just needed to go into that crypt to be with her. And thankfully, there wasn't a long line. And I actually got in the line three times. I needed to see her three times. <laughs> and just as you, any, all of us that love her so much would expect, like I was shaking. I was like tears in my eyes. And um, her statue is a lot smaller than I imagined, but that doesn't matter. Just the energy, though, like waiting in line and seeing these people that have been and all of us who have been honoring her through centuries to feel that that honor in this one place um, was so powerful. And the love and the respect that people have for her, you just got 
lost and I got lost in that. And it was beautiful. And to see all the offerings that people place on her, all the rosaries, all of the capes, the garments. And then there's just all around her paintings and other offerings. And the other thing I didn't expect is the amount of candles and it's a small crypt and it's hot. So that also created its own magic. You're just in this heat with her. And um, yeah, it was just otherworldly. And then I we came out and sat in the church. And the church is amazing too. Just so much, of course, dedicated to uh, Mary Salome and Mary Jacob. Jacoby, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, and just just sitting in that church was so powerful. And then there, there is... I went to walk up to where sort of the back of the church where like some altars were and there was some priests there. And I felt this like, oh no, I'm not allowed to go there. I'm not allowed to go there. And that was weird for me to have this, this feeling. And then I sat back and I'll just fast forward in the story for this, for this point in the story right now, the next day I did go up there and it was after she had been taken out of the crypt. And I just felt her saying like, listen, I, I get it. It's ridiculous that I'm kept in this crypt, but you have to forgive them. You have to forgive them for keeping me down here. I mean, this is my processing of this. And you have to, you, you have the right to be anywhere in this church. You know, you are, you know, this, you are um, divine. You are worthy. You are holy. You belong here. And I get it that you're, you're, you're feeling defensive for me and for all of those who, who have been excluded, but that's also what she represents for us, right? And for so many, and she holds that 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 um that energy and that that love. So the next day was the actual feast day, and I knew it was going to be craziness. Um, but I, you know, lots of energy, lots of people. And it doesn't start until the afternoon. So in the morning, we took our time shopping. One of my dear friends came with me. So we were, you know, shopping. For, there's so much Sara stuff. You know, it's so hard to find. But like candles, you know, necklaces, charms, anything you want. It's so exciting to just like, as a Sara fan, you get to just, you know, fill up your shopping bags. Um, and then I needed to swim in the sea. And that was just oh, so good. So good to just and just to feel like, wow, this is where things happened, you know, like where these, all the Marys, Mary Magdalene, where she, they all arrived. And just, I love the stories of her walking on the water from the boats. So I just really kind of was having visions of that and just enjoying that magic. And then to be in the church, we almost didn't get in during the ceremony where they were, they're honoring her and bringing her out of the crypt. That was just beyond. I didn't know that she has her own hymn. And they sing to her and the Marys and, um, and just, and it goes, you, you love chants. So you would, it's just, it was going over and over the whole day. So you just get into this other state of being. And then when they, her statue finally come, coming up out of the crypt and she had, they had put her in a, a white cape with red Magdalene roses. I lost it. I lost it with, you know, you're just like, are you kidding me? How beautiful. And then just the love and the candles and people wanting to be close to her and to touch her. And, and you know, it's it's us being close to our own. So, you know, it's this mirroring that she does for us, our, being close to our own hearts and our own divinity. And then we were determined to be part of her procession. And so we, we did. We got in front of her so that we could just 
and it, everyone is so welcoming. It's, it's a bit chaotic and, um, there are two horses that lead the way. And then there are some people with some, you know, of course, banners announcing her and, um, people sing and, and chant and through the whole thing. And it's just, it's beautiful. And it, we take, they, they take their time and the, the crowds is just, the crowds are overflowing and j- the sky was this kind of cloudy, but very beautiful blue. And, um, just, yeah, just to, just to be with all, all these, cause as you know, if you're a Sara love, you love Sara and you're just feel like you're the only one where you are who love her to be in a place where thousands love her. It's just, it's just like, what is happening? And then of course we walk into the sea with her and they, um, to honor her, her, her arrival and to arrival to honor all the, the, the stories and legends around her. And they, I was wondering how they would do it, but they splash the water up onto her and, um, and then they return. And at that point I was exhausted. I'm like, we're not going back with her. <laughs> we can come see her tomorrow on our way out. <laughs> but um, I, I think we all experience Sara in our energy systems and our physical bodies in different ways. And I'd always felt her in a certain place, but by going and being there with her, I experience her now in a different place and it, and it activated something else within me. I feel her differently in my body and there's just this different level of tenderness and love. And I think when you're in these places that are, you know, I'm sure that church is built on an energy center. You can, you know, all of, so all of that, you're just, just by being there, you, um, you transform. And um, that's what it was, a transformation and a huge gift. Oh, wow. What an amazing experience. So is that a, it's a Catholic church that yes. she's in. Um, what's the name of it? Oh, it's a, Our Lady of the Sea, I believe. Oh, wow. Wow. That's amazing. So, yeah, because I know that she's kept in the crypt because I've read about it, but, you know, I haven't ever been called to go there I've sort of been waiting for it but um so far so far it hasn't happened I I re- but I I will go one day even if they don't call me <laughs> I will go one day and yeah I I totally get what you're saying about you know how she's hidden she's hidden although she's allowed to be there because she's not a catholic saint Right. So that's quite wild that they're wild. they're even you know because the Catholic Church is not known for its tolerance of things that are not as far as I you know understand it of things that aren't Catholic. Um, so I think that's really magical that that you know they've kept her in the crypt. And of course, you know, that exclusion stuff aside, that connection with the deep, dark earth, it's just so divine, feminine, and oh, that's so magical because there was a spring there. Oh, oh, in ancient times, there has been, there has been sacred places there for millennia. Um, Mithras. The, the bull god he had he had a temple there and um 
Oh, my memory's wow. so bad. There was a female goddess there as well, and the three um, matrone. I mean, there's just been temples and shrines. I don't know what's happened to the spring, if it's dried up or gone away, but it's such a sacred place and that it's now Sarah's and the Mary's is just, oh, there's just so many levels of, of gorgeousness in that. But <laughs> that thing you said about feeling her in a different way. So I can't remember when you sent me that video. I think it was the day before on the 23rd. Mm. Yes. So Jeremiah sent me a video of him going up to Sarah and putting his hand on her and I just cried I mean I just burst into tears when I saw that because just the love and the honoring in that in that gesture it was just so there and all the all the beautiful scarves around her and the beads and you know all of that it was just it was like she was just radiating being honored and being loved and it was just 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 incredible and you know as 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 I told you I was having an operation the next day and when I booked it I did not realize it was going to be on Sarah's feast day um because I had to try and fit it in around my brother's funeral I was actually delaying it until I got back but I wanted to have it as soon as possible because you know, I needed to have this operation and it's an operation I had last year and it failed and it oh. was horrendous. It was just like an hour of like horrible uh, under local anaesthetic and it was just really uh, and I was really dreading going through it again. Although I was trying to be more positive about it this time and I was asking everyone for healing and everything because last time I tried not to think about it until the last minute and then it, it didn't go very well. <laughs> so this time I was trying to do something different. And then, and then, yeah, I saw your, I saw your video and I thought, oh, oh my God, it's Sarah's feast day tomorrow. And it, and just sort of in that moment, it occurred to me that that was actually deeply significant for me. Yes. And felt that it was her eyes. I mean, I know it's a, sta I know it's a statue. It was her eyes. They were just so like, I'm with you, pray to me, I'll help you, look, I'm here. And I, I'd never, I'd never, the, just the energy that came through, I've never experienced it in that way, on that level from her. And it was just beautiful, Jeremiah. I mean, I'm so grateful that you sent me <laughs> that video. I think, I think I had... I had the same activation that you did. I think it yeah. kind of it yeah. came it came it came through on that video. And the next day, because I found myself a new surgeon, because the last place I went to was just awful, and I found myself a new surgeon. And they were lovely. They were just as much as it was awful the last time. They just made it so like as lovely for me as they possibly could. And all the time, I'm just thinking. Sarah's with me, <laughs> Sarah's with me, and like you know, feeling loved and crying at the same time. You know, it was, it was really, really something. 
I'll I'll have to post it in the Sarah groups so that oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 do that and you you really capture you got it you got exactly what the what it was I love it I love how that energy can come through a video or a picture and yep that was it there yeah. is I remember that one of the times I cycled through to see her I like got down because I'm taller than her and like I had to look into those eyes because they're just I don't know what it is like you said that statue is just the most powerful statue I've ever been around. It's really something. It is, it is really something. And yeah, I can't imagine what it must be like to be there with so many people, like with this incredible reverence for Sarah, because, you know, I'm used to the complete opposite of people like right. going, what? What are you talking about? Who? Exactly. You know, and just really, really dismissing I'm really dissing it, basically. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was a, such a dream come true to be with, like, your people <laughs> in a way. And everyone was so welcoming and just the the joy and the reverence, the reverence. I feel like growing up in the States, my experience um, has, you don't feel that reverence towards things so much. And... My family was of Portuguese heritage, and there's a bit of that, you know, left in our Portuguese communities and our religious festivals. But it wasn't until I started going back to the Azores and experiencing those same festivals there that you understood the where that devotion came from, you know, the the homeland of its inception. And I think that's exactly what I was able to tap tap into there is this that devotion that's been happening for so long creates its own sort of vortex and um to 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 step into that was like i said just just something transformational <laughs> yeah 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 and like it's been happening for a long time on the same day every year right and then before that you know there's been sacred ceremonies like you know we were saying going back for until who knows who knows when yeah. So it's such a powerful place, I can imagine. It's just incredible yes. to be there. And it's, I, yeah, I cannot wait to go maybe uh, on a different time where it's not the feast day. So to just take in the village a bit more and be at the sea a bit more and sit with her a bit more, not feeling like you can't take too much time, you know, because others are waiting. Um, and then also on another note, they, I, I would be so curious to, uh, to know her, her outfits and her, th you know, things, they change and each day, each day I went, it was different and I just, and her jewelry changes and I just, who takes care of her and I, that's fascinating to me and I just also want to give so much gratitude because you can feel the love and devotion to whoever is taking care of her in that way. And I just, I love that. I love that there is someone or a team looking after her, what she's wearing and how she's adorned. Yeah, I, ha I have read there are a lot more foreigners going now. And I, I was wondering how, you know, they are feeling about sort of a new wave of people coming mm -hmm. in. But it sounds like, you felt very welcomed and accepted there. Yes, yes. I think maybe since the majority of the um, the the population that are honoring her are of the traveling people and they're used to traveling and 
And um, I think there is this sort of kind of everyone is sort of welcome kind of vibe. And um, I really appreciated that. And just, you know, the music in the streets and the music in the restaurants, it just had that vibe of let's all just be together. Um, so I'm, of course, I, I don't speak French well enough to have interacted with them in a more deeper way or to the, the, the anyone around me beyond my friend and the energies, but it at the energetically, it felt really lovely. Well, one day, one day, I don't know if I would ever make it to that festival though, because I'm not great in large groups of people. I get really overwhelmed with the energy and I'd have to really, really be in a place of surrender to, to, to cope. But I'm not saying it could, it could never happen, but yeah, <laughs> we'll see what life throws me. Wow. I just, I've got a pencil here. I don't know where this has come from, but it's got Roma written on it. <laughs> well, that's, that's the Roma people. How perfect is that? Isn't that strange? Aldrovandi Palace. That must be from from Rome. I, I no, I no idea why that's in the house because it's not like any of us have been travelling recently. So how strange! It's a sign. Wow. It's a sign. It's a sign. I love it. Wow! <sighs> oh, wow. Yes. So special. So special. And all of the Magdalene places, I just encourage anyone to go to the the cave, the cave that she is said to have lived in for the last 30 years of her life. That cave has been kept for the past thousand years by different Catholic orders. But of course, so it's just, and also the forests around there have been protected um, by the royal, the, the kings of France. So there's just... And I know there's lots of Druid connect energy out there and you could just, I mean, I saw them, I felt them and, you know, just, just again, another special place. And what was cool is, you know, I was in her cave. We went twice actually, because it was such a special energy and I, you know, connected with Mary Magdalene on the inner planes. And, um, she was like, you're don't, don't seek me out here. Be here in the cave be here there's a magic here she's like i'm with you all the time i you can connect with me anywhere anytime but you connect here in this cave and uh and then i'm like okay this is about she's like i chose to live here for a reason you know there is there is magic here there's energy here there's a there's an anchoring of of something here and um, and then it was, Sarah came and took my hands and she's like, trust me, don't be afraid. You know, I'm like, I'm afraid of the dark. We're going deeper, you know, in, into the, the darkness of the cave. And, um, and they both then left me and I was all alone and it became this own, my own initiation with the cave and with my own, my own being and my own heart. And, um, that I think was amazing. Like you go to seek these, these ascended masters, but then they lead you to these places on the planet that, 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 that are meant to teach you. And that happens in, in Rennes-le-Chateau and that happened, um, where else? In, uh, Saint, 
um, her basilica. So anywhere I went, it was like, you know, there, there were, it was like a little welcoming team of light beings. And they're like, okay, now be here, be here. Yeah. Oh, that's just my, I love France. I love France so much. And um, yeah, I was talking to my husband about it recently. Cause when I was a kid, we, you know, I grew up on the, the Kent coast in a little ca- uh, town called Deal, which is just down the road from Dover and Folkestone, which are both ports to um, France. And my dad was an engineer for Sealink, which was the like English boats that sailed between England and France. And every year we went on holiday to France. And, you know, the town where I grew up, the beach, you could see France on a clear day. So... I thought I thought France was just you know there in my life for the rest of my life, and it's been quite a shock now that I haven't been there for for such a long time. But my dad, my dad read um, the Holy Blood and the Holy Grail back in the eighties, and and he was not a religious man at all. He was a really confirmed non. God believer and used to say oh religions cause wars and you know he was very sort of anti any any religion but that really really caught him that book and he took us off to um, Render Chateau in 1985 when I was 15 and I was you know also a rationalist because I was raised to be a rationalist and it was such um, a bizarre experience for me, we went to one of the Cathar castles. I think it might have been Monsegur, but I'm not sure. And I started crying. <laughs> I was walking around this ruin and I felt myself getting taller and I felt my back getting straighter. Like I was a different person. And I went and looked out of this like archway window and I just started sobbing my heart out. And I just thought I was losing it. I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) I'm going mad. But then I found this book at home. We used to have like um, an old bookshelf full of books on the landing. Um, There was a secondhand book there that my dad, again, had picked up about reincarnation. And the first story was about the Cathars. Oh, wow. And I read it and I thought, and I just knew, oh, this is true. We reincarnate. It was just like, it was so obvious to me that it was true. You know, right. and I thought, oh, that must be what happened. That's what happened to me. But there, but I didn't, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it very much. But yeah, my dad was really, really fascinated with that font, with the devil Oh yes. On that font. yes. He was really like, why, why would, why would they do that? And and then I, 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 I went back many years later. When was it? Was it? I can't try and remember if it was before my eldest son was born. But I went out there with a group of priestesses. So something oh, wow. like I don't know, fifteen to twenty years ago, somewhere in that, in that in that time frame and it was wild to go back then as a spiritual spiritually awakened yes person and just and just incredible to have that 
experience out there. And I went into that little church in Rennes-le-Chateau and I kneeled down at the altar and I went into a trance. I went into this really, really deep state of trance and I didn't move for about 20 minutes. Wow. And this energy came up from the earth, not from the sky, (laughs) from the earth, and it moved all the way through me. And I think that was the beginning of my Sarah ministry happened. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. My friend and I in that very church had a very deep um, healing that sort of, you know, when you can work with your past lives, but then they fuse into your current life. And so it starts to blend of what life are you healing, but it doesn't matter. And um, very powerful. And I was able to release a lot of just stuff that was stuck in myself as well. Um, so I, I very much relate to your experience and, and also so much, you know, you, uh, you have this perception, maybe I had this perception of, um, a pilgrimage in these sacred sites being just this downloads of like angelic happiness and light. But honestly, the whole trip was, and it reminds me so much of Sara and that's, I guess we're always invoking her, but, um, and I've learned this from you as well as, you know, it's it's the portal is in your, you know, in the, 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 the uncomfortability, uncomfortability, whatever that word is in the, the, the rawness and the insecurity and the weakness that you perceive that is in the, these little human things. That is, that is what the pilgrimage brought out in me. And it was like each layer. Okay. I need to, to, to face this and love it and release it or nurture it. So it was, yes, the angels and the choirs were there, but it wasn't about that. It was about being in these places to really embrace ourselves as the God beings that they are. One little weakness or insecurity at a time. (laughs) I love caves. I love caves so much. I want to live in a cave. Yeah, I totally get that. And I'll be on the next door cave next to you. Where 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 is that cave? What region is it in? The cave you went to? Yes, that's. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but Saint Bom or Saint Bom. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. Just a little bit away from her basilica, the one that has um, her her skull, or was said to be her skull, and it's um, yeah, such a beautiful. There's a host a hotel hostel that's dedicated to her. That's. Um, just in the valley in front of her her cave and we stayed there and again it was like magdalene disneyland like you walk in and there's a chapel devoted to her there's art for her everywhere there's statues and then the emails you receive from the hotel all say you know you know they sign their emails and the blessings of mary magdalene so you're just steeped in it in my room i could open the windows and see her cave at night i could see the the lights you know and you could hear the bells from the mass and oh we sat through mass there um not intentionally but the the cantor or the the priest just to hear them sing you know i'm sure i he sounded very trained maybe he was in a train through the like a boys choir he had that kind of resonance in his voice and just he barely opened his mouth and the the cave was just full of the sound you know it was just this beautiful beautiful sound and just to 
just to be in a place where, like we've, I've been saying, where these people that we love are so honored, these energies are so honored. It's just, even though it's the Catholic Church and whatever, but it's still, there's just, ah, feels good. Yeah, I love the French so much for that, that they have loved the Magdalene for all these centuries so, so much. And yeah, I really, really love them for that. Beautiful. It was beautiful. And one of the sort of visions I went on, I was shown, I think this is important to say, because I think we're all, all of us in this community are of this lineage. And they showed me the, just the beginning of the Magdalene lineage and that was sort of at the beginning of time and what that sort of meant. And I want to be careful not to define it so much because everyone, I want to respect everyone's feelings about that but what what i think the important thing that i was shown it was that there are there have been the magdalene presence all over the earth and the galaxy since the beginning of time and it's just in our time period that mary magdalene and those characters are the story that we really that that they're the story that we get to enjoy but that the, the magic they did other people have done all over and this is, they get to be the archetypes for our time period, if you would like. And they have seeded what is happening now. So it was almost like, hey, it's awesome that you're giving us all this love and attention. And that's, that's you need it. You, you need us. But also know that you are a Magdalene. You are Mary Magdalene. And there are Mary Magdalene's in every country, in every part of the world, doing the same work. And they have been doing this work, which for me is the work of the goddess. But it's not, you know, it's not God and God versus goddess. It's just the work of the mysteries, the mysteries of the heart, the mysteries of, you know, accepting who we are and all that I was saying earlier, the love of our our humanity, the portal of our, you know, our physicality and how magical that is. It's all of this. And um, they just gave me these deep teachings about it. So I just as we all expand in this Magdalene journey, I think it's just important that we all know that we're all a, a Magdalene and we're all here to show this way and to, to help balance what needs to be balanced and to, um, to initiate others into the magic of the mysteries of the heart and the mysteries of, of love and spirituality. And I think that has been so misunderstood and now we get to write that. Uh, yeah, 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 Cause, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I was thinking earlier, I was thinking, you know, because I was saying to you, like, I've called on Sarah so much the last few months, and I and I really, really have. You know, I'm not just saying that because, <laughs> you know, I'm teaching Sarah healing systems and Sarah priest. I'm not just saying that, you know, to sell it. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've done it because I was sort of down on my knees, <laughs> crawling around, because life has been, you know, so, so challenging and, and hard. And, you know, I needed, I needed that help to keep me, to keep me going. And I was thinking earlier, you know, have I been over dependent? <laughs> Is it a bit needy? <laughs> I've had to call on her so much. And it was just so straight away. It was like, you know, she is you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and I mean that in the way of like, so when I call on her, 
that energy that comes in, it brings up it like what you've been saying, you know, it brings up that echo inside of me that is that energy, which is yeah, it is Sarah, but it's really the archetype, like you say, it's not about her personally. She's a face and Mary Magdalene, they're a face for the energy that is yeah. that is behind that. And it's like I am that. And you know, yeah, it's not it's not it's really not a bad thing to keep calling her in. <laughs> do <No>. it more. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and do you feel like uh, that I've been learning about this that the harder things are and if you allow yourself your heart to sort of crack and open do you feel like you're able to then receive more light receive more of yourself even yeah. in the, the, the challenging yeah absolutely and that's that's the thing about Sarah that I love is that she brings you what you need because she has that light which you could say is the divine masculine sun and then she has that darkness which you could say is the divine feminine earth and whatever bit of it that you need where you need balancing she brings you that and I mean my mum died in 1996 I was 26 and and again it was a it was a tragic death she got misdiagnosed well she had cervical cancer and she had you know, a smear test and it wasn't picked up. It was, mm. her test was, there was a, there was a huge scandal about it at the time in oh, different wow. health authorities in the, in the UK, but her test got returned as negative and it wasn't. She was already really sick at that point. And so by the time she went back to her doctors with symptoms, she was so far advanced, they couldn't, they couldn't mm. really do much for her. And she was 59 when she died. Wow. Yeah, and 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 that fit that knowing of if she'd have been treated earlier on, the the success rates were very high. So she should have been there, and that knowing that she'd you know been taken through an accident, a mistake, negligence, whatever way you want to think of it, was was just that, that made it so much harder. And you know, so it. When someone died, and she was she was the first person that I'd really been close to that had died. So it was the first time that I had experienced death that 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 closely. And um, I just finished my training as a psychiatric nurse and was working on on the wards. And I can remember being in the ward office and feeling like getting all like tightening around my throat. And struggling to breathe, and I ran into the toilet, and I looked at myself, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, I was a trained psychiatric nurse. I used to give courses on anxiety and depression. I knew what was wow. going on. I looked at myself, going, "I'm having a panic attack!" Oh my god, I'm having a panic attack. And my mental health really, really suffered. And it's a bit of a thing in my family. I started getting really paranoid mm. about people. Um, and the, and the problem is with paranoia is it really does seem real. Like the things you're right. thinking, you think they're actually true. It's not like being a bit depressed and you go, oh, I'm a bit down. You you actually think that is what the world is looking like. And this is such an ancestral thing as well because there's a big line of um, very poor Irish, you know, 
descendants that had to leave Ireland because they were starving, basically. Wow. Yeah, and that and that whole sort of like trauma comes down, you know, that I've sort of traced it energetically back to that. And I have felt touches of that coming back again because, you know, Paul went missing for several weeks, my brother, and then he was found drowned. Mm. And, you know, that was a lot of mental strain, that that couple of weeks, two weeks and two days of not knowing where he was and what had happened and not ever really being able to settle because it was like I had to, I felt like I should keep doing something all the time, but then I couldn't actually do anything, you know. But um, calling Sarah in all the time and she then, like, brings me what I need, whether it's to rest and have the coolness or have some light and get some energy, you know, she she brings it in she brings in you know what what what's what's needed and i mean you know in, in in my life i've been initiated as a priestess of sophia and a priestess of the goddess and i've worked with different energies and systems and all the rest of it but i have become a bit of an obsessive sarah person now <laughs> <laughs> i must admit oh thank yeah. god thank god you have we all we need it and um, I love that. And speaking of which, I mean, you had your book launch, yeah. but your book's been out there. And how's that been feeling to just be on that side of the journey? And what's it been like to receive all the love around such a gorgeous, gorgeous book? Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been really it's been really amazing. So, yeah, Paul went missing the night that the book went live on Amazon. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they happened together. So he actually went first, um, from what we understand, what what happened, because somehow he accidentally went in the water. Um, he lived on a houseboat, and we're, we're waiting to hear, because there's some real bad heart problems, on because um, he's my half-brother, and my half-brothers and sisters, there's some real bad heart problems on their side of the family. So he might have had a heart attack and already, you know, died before he went in. But we're still waiting on the results of that. But, um, yeah, so, you know, there's something very <sighs> sacred about that, I feel, that he, you know, and, and going into the River Stour as well, there's a whole history there. It's very close to the place where the Romans invaded Great Britain. Wow. Yeah, and that's where he was actually found, was at that place, um, at Richborough. And I've been looking into the history of it, and there's a gateway there that they built. It's not there anymore. I suspect it's there energetically, but there was this gateway and it was called the gateway to Britain. It was a four, like four pillars, huge. I mean, absolutely huge. It was absolutely towering. And that was their, that was their like gateway to Britain. And <clears throat> the Romans were um, sacred geomancers. They, they built their towns, they built their roads all according to sacred 
geometry, basically. So that gateway for them, that wasn't just a, oh, look at us, aren't we fantastic? It was an actual energy portal. And that Paul was found there is incredible. But the thing that is really, really incredible (laughs) is that his father also died several hundred feet from that place. That's fascinating. I know, I know. He he was a steel worker when they were building Richborough Power Station, which is where Paul was found in the river. And he died in an accident there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yeah, speechless. Yeah. Yeah. And then the timing with your book, it's just, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of ancestral work, a lot of, you know, just being with it. And obviously I'm not trying to solve it all at once because, you know, it takes time and all the rest of it. But just, you know, I am a sacred energy earth worker, <laughs> you know. So I'm going to l- look at it through those those glasses and, you know, I'm sort of slowly on unpicking it because I can't see these things as a coincidence that all these things have have come together. I mean, it was the most significant place in the whole of Britain for the Romans. And there's nothing there now, really. There's just fields, you know, so no one would think anything of it. There's a bit, there's a bit of a place where you can go and see the ruins of where the Romans were fighting off the Saxons and, and, and you can see the road to London from there you can see the straight line of it but there's nothing really to speak of around there apart from fields it's completely flat because it's like reclaimed land you know it's that sort of marshy sort of look but um yeah the whole thing's been really wild but I got to sing at his funeral Jeremiah oh what did that feel like oh I'm just I'm just so I'm I mean, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a little bit ambivalent about it because, you know, I'm really grateful that I could. And on the other hand, I'm also, it's frustrating for me that as a culture, we don't understand how important these things are. But we had like a humanitarian service for him. And I sang the Gayatri Mantra. And I sang an Old Norse blessing which felt really really fitting for him because Paul was really a man of the earth he you know went fishing and he knew how to gut fish and he knew how to go and get rabbits and skin and you know cook rabbits and you know he he had lots of friends they were all like that they were they were not people you would find on social media <laughs> you know they live they live on the land and they live slightly outside of society and you know I really I really love and respect him for that and and you know I sang I sang those songs for him and for our family and for the trauma and for the, for the healing of the family and that energy that came through I me, mean, my voice was shaking. But partly the energy coming through was making my voice like really vibrato, which I can't sing vibrato because, you know, I'm not really a trained singer. I've just done a few evening classes to learn how to breathe. And that's about that's about it. But the energy coming through, it was really magical. And, I, and I'm so grateful that, you know, I'm not in a family with a strict religion that that 
wouldn't have allowed me to do that because I can just get up and say, I, I said to everyone, you know, I'm Paul's sister. I love singing sacred songs in ancient languages and I'm going to sing this for you. And everyone just sort of looked at me like with a blank face. But then, you know, I sang it and 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 they really loved it and they didn't understand what I was singing about. But they got the they got the they got the energy of it. But, you know, I still have the frustration of like, ah, wouldn't it be fantastic if people like, you know, understood and honoured this like how people were honoring Sarah but on the other hand I'm grateful that no one's trying to burn me at the stake for doing it or that I'm stopped from doing it or that I had to go and do it quietly somewhere because it it was so powerful to stand in front of Paul's dead body and sing it to him and to the room it was just you know it was energetically incredible to be able to yeah. do that. I think you really connected to what my heart is, my heart's desire in this, in this um, connection to the Magdalene lineage is this, um, is exactly what you did, is exactly what you did to be able to give to um, not only your brother, but to yourself your ancestors, to the people in the room, to the earth. Like that is the song of healing. It's the, it's the song of life. It's a song of creation. It's the song of the God. It's everything. And I think that is the more that we can, those who feel called to this frequency to do that in the, when we can in, in a public place in our, with our friends and in our family, when for ourselves, for all those reasons, just the ripple effect of what you did is just so potent. And so I just feel so much, so many chills and I just so much honor for, for you and for your family. That's so special. Thank you. Thank you. And it, it was so personally healing for me because I'm, I'm like the little sister in the family. I'm the youngest and it was their dad, my brothers and sister, it was their dad that died and I was born into this family where this tragedy had happened. And then my mum had some years later, like remarried my dad and had me. And it was never spoken about this tragedy. He was never spoken about. I didn't even know that they were my half brothers and sisters. The girl who lived across the street told me. So and I and I always felt, you know, obviously, like many of us really empathic I always felt this tragedy and repression and brokenness around me and couldn't do anything and you know I've been carrying that with me for years that inability to heal and you know in these times in my family like I stood up and sat and sang at my dad's funeral he got a Hawaiian he got a Hawaiian one (laughs) And that really suited his energy. And um, it's, it's, been, it's been like for my inner child that grew up with all that tragedy, it's been just so healing for her because it's like, see, I wasn't wrong. I knew there was something I was supposed to be doing and yet I couldn't and it, and it just broke me, just absolutely broke me that I couldn't, you know, make things okay around me so that 
it was all right for me and all right for everybody else, you know. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm, wow. Wow. And I feel like in my experience now doing, now that this, well, now that I'm doing more public um, sound healing, people are so hungry for it and hungry for the, um, it's like they don't care that it's in another language or if it's in light language. I mean, I, I just, the, the, the desire to connect in this energetic vibrational way is I, I'm just blown away because I carry that too. When I start to do these, these, um, these, these sound healings, this fear that, of how, what wants to come through me and how I'm going to be perceived and if, is it safe? And the more that I let go of that and really just see what people will respect the channel, respect the channel of, of what wants to come through and respect that that's what needs to come through. And then to see the healing and the, what, what it's, how it's affecting other people, what they're wanting. It's just, this is the time for us to finally heal from what we've, what we've done to hide ourselves and to um, allow others to to um, to join in with us. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's just such a beautiful thing to sing and dance in ceremony together at these important times. Yes, you know, birth, death, marriage, you know, whatever. And and it's not about having a fantastic voice or correct being able to dance beautifully or you know just you know put all put all that away that's that's not what it's about it's when we do these things something magical happens and it's just it's really time for us to to re-remember these things again and you know like you say like the Magdalene community holds holds that holds that energy we, we are doing these things we're out there yep. doing these yep. things whether in you know in secret behind closed doors or whether it's out like we're bringing them into like our family the you know outer family lives as well so that you know normal normal inverted commas normal people yeah. uh, uh, are also being touched by exactly it. i felt really strongly recently that I need to say the names, like I need to say Sarah's name. I need to say Magdalene. When I'm talking about, when people ask me about my life or it gets a bit deeper about what I do, because before I wanted to kind of hide that, you know, that, that this is the energies that I'm called to, or this is what I'm passionate about or where I spend my, my heart, my love, my time. And now it's no enough, enough. It's, it's time to, to, um, to be who you are and to share what you love. And I'm, so I'm, I'm just done being afraid of saying their names. And, yeah. um, it means, and then, and then again, that it, it activates things in other people, you know, and that's, that's what it's about. So it's not about me anymore. It's about sharing these energies and letting them go where they need to go into the hearts of others. Oh, well, I, I, I do think that's really brave of you. And I, I really commend you for that and I imagine I mean correct me if I'm wrong but I imagine that being gay you've had to be brave so much already <laughs> anyway that yeah. you've got you've built your brave muscles up 
It's so funny. So what I'm oftentimes when I'm in the inner realms and I'm hanging out with Isis and Mary Magdalene, Mother Mary, Sara, I'm often in I'm in a priestess's body and they're just they're referring to me as a priestess. I'm like, but what what's going on? I'm in a, a man's body. And they're like, yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. Listen, you, we need this from this perspective right now. That's why you chose you agreed to be in this body with this orientation, because we need that perspective. You, that's your, that's that's where you're coming from. Because I'm like, why I'm always in the inner realms, just one of your high priestesses. Why, why am I not a, a, that in the, the physical? Like, no, this is what it's about, and this is where we're going. We're going towards that unity. The you, you know, the polarity, the understanding, the working with the polarities is changing, and you know yeah. that's what Sara, of course, represents to us and this unity. Um, and we talked about this on our last conversation, but that's where we're, we're headed. And I know that's part of my, the frequency that I hold for others and, and, um, what I'm healing in myself. And, and I also chose an extremely, you know, religious and loving evangelical upbringing. So that too has given me a lot of things to unfold and things to love about myself and my community I grew up in and the family I grew up with. And, it's all perfect. It's all perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that that's one of the things that was so important to me to put that into the book that yes. Sarah is like non non-gender, non-binary, non exactly. whatever whatever way you want to describe it. And someone wrote a comment in the Sarah Temple group last night. I can't remember the sentence, but they refer to her as his her with the two oh, pronouns yeah. and I loved it. I, I love do. It. I do because, like, because my dad, he was a cross dresser, but it was a secret. It was a big secret. I'm telling all my family secrets. <laughs> it was a big secret in the family, and my mum actually divorced him because of it. Wow. And when she told me, so I must have been about 22, 23. I laughed because my dad, he was always reading books on guns and making little toy tanks, and you know, really presenting with this very, very you know, sort of stereotyped male um, image. And when she and when I laughed, she was so cross with me. She was like, can't laugh. It's not a laughing matter. And, you know, she was really, really upset. And I could see why she was upset that she didn't know about it. <laughs> She'd been married to him all those years. But I never felt that level of upsetness about it. I And when we had his, when we had his funeral, because, um, again, I was up in you know because I moved away from what did a long time you know before and like my brothers and sister arranged the funeral and when we had the funeral I said it's so sad that none of his friends came because he had all these friends and they would have like little parties and you know wear all the clothes that they wanted to wear I said I'm so sad they didn't come I wonder what who they were I never got to yeah. meet them and because I did find my dad very hard to connect with because precisely because he had this right. very strong masculine sort of image and he used to drink a lot as well but um I think I would have got on much better yes with my dad's name was Ken let's say I would have got on much better with Kenette than I did yes. with, with Ken I think we would have really hit it off oh yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole, I mean, truly, I mean, I feel like gender, I love, I think it's Matthias de Stefano. It's a gender is, you know, it's a really 
a mammal's perspective of, you know, polarity and, and that really in the upper realms that doesn't exist. So while it's not something we need to like unlearn, it's something we need to play with and respect and allow everyone to um, truly decide how they want to be and how they want to express themselves. And at the end of the day, it's just, you know, we're just dressed. It's all, it's all drag. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah. Paul says. yeah. We're born naked and the rest is drag. And so just, I think it's so exciting now that we're, able to be more there's more freedom to express ourselves this way and i'm always trying to challenge myself to how can i present myself in a way that feels more me how can it be more fun how can and also the spirituality in beauty you know that that the whole beauty way idea i i think that is something to to um to em- to embody, but also to be okay when it's just all gone to shit and you just need to, you know, all of it. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's it. It's like something in my soul loves the freedom yes. of it because I find very rigid um, cultural stereotypes just so suffocating, whether yes. it's male or female or you know, works, whatever stereotype, I just, uh, and so, and, and Sarah has that energy. She's, she's the wild woman. She's the wild maiden, you know, she's like running around, sticking her fingers up at everybody going, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, that could just be me, but I do, I definitely, I definitely get that. I definitely get that from her and, and love that about her. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And I love that in all of us. More of that from all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. Well, it's been great. It's been great talking about all of this. Yes. This has been a joy. And I would love before we before we end to just um to do a little Sara toning for for everyone. <gasps> oh yes, please. Okay. Is this a good time? Should we do it now? Yeah, let's do it now. Okay. So I um, have received over the years, like little song beings that are connected to her, little frequencies. And this one that I think that's going to come through, sometimes I set an intention for one to come through and then it goes somewhere else. But this one, I get, a, I have ones that I really feel like um, lullabies that she received from from her her parents. And so this one always feels connected to her and Yeshua. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens, but this is anyway, it's, this is, this is her, this is for her and for all of us. Let's see if I can, if I can do this. I haven't warmed up today, so literally we'll, we'll just (laughs) be be gentle.
lovely thank you thank you thank you well let's do this again sometime absolutely absolutely thank you for having me and thank you for building this community for all of us to to connect yeah and you know it was really wonderful to talk about your experiences that you've been having and i'm sure lots of people listening will have also been able to tap in to those energies and activations as well. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank Thank you for that, Jeremiah. And um, yes, thank you to everyone who's listening. And please, you know, come and see us on Facebook. I've got um, two Sarah groups. The easy one, I've got an Ascended Master Sarah page. That's easy to find. And then there's Sarah's Sacred Healing Circle, because we've got a whole healing system around her. And then there's Sarah's Temple of the Sacred Flame, um, which is, you know, more about the sort of sacred temple side of her. But please come and pop in and see us. And Jeremiah, you've got some pages as well, haven't you? (laughs) Yes. So in this form, I am an Arco Iris, and so my... Instagram and Facebook pages are I am Arco Iris Music, and I am offering um, some live sound healings here in the Sacramento area of California, and then I'm also starting to do um, private sessions, which include sound healing and energy work, and I'm calling them Arco Iris healings, and Arco Iris means rainbow, so I really love to include all the frequencies of sound and light and um yes so please reach out and get in touch and would love to um connect with any of you and maybe one day one day me and jeremiah have our own chat show (laughs) right that's right absolutely absolutely what two leos together it can't get any better oh god yeah that's true isn't it oh bye everybody have a great (laughs) time bye bye